I recently helped hundreds of people achieve more in a few months than they had the previous several years. And now I'm getting ready to open up another challenge where I want to help you do the same. Here is actually a short testimonial of someone who was in that challenge. This challenge was hands down the best thing I did all year. And I appreciate the time, energy, and heart that you put into it. My name is Dr. Benjamin Hardy. I'm an organizational psychologist and best-selling author of many books that have now sold millions of copies. Click the link down below and watch this free training where I will show you these frameworks on how you can achieve more in the next 90 days than you possibly have in the last five to 10 years. Click the link down below and watch the training before it goes away. In this quick video, I'm gonna show you a single picture that describes how people self-sabotage themselves. I'm gonna then connect that picture with you and ask you ways in which you're self-sabotaging based on this picture. And then I'm gonna connect it with a lot of the research in neuroscience and positive psychology about the battle between your present self and your future self. And basically what happens is, is that most of us, we set our future selves up for disaster because we're overly emphasizing our current comforts. There's a lot of research that shows that as human beings, we kind of put a magnifying glass and we overemphasize our emotions and our situation in the present. And when we do that, we devalue and we diminish the emotions and situation of our future selves. And so in this way, we set ourselves up for failure. So this is the picture I'm talking about. This single picture in large part describes how people self-sabotage and it also connects with a lot of the research on positive decision-making. So basically in this picture, this is a person that says, don't burn your opportunities for a temporary comfort. So in this case, the opportunities are the steps up the ladder and we burn those opportunities. And so this person is burning the steps up the ladder and now he's ultimately setting up himself for disaster. He's setting his future self up for disaster. So what are some of the ways we do this? Well, back to what I was just saying, Dr. Hal Hirschfield is a psychologist who has studied the whole idea of your future self. What we do as human beings is, is when we're stressed out, as an example, we may overeat. And so by overeating, we're kind of burning an opportunity and we're overemphasizing our emotions in the present, but we're also burning our opportunities. There's a lot of opportunities. You have 24 hours in a day. And if you're stressed out, and if you're not ultimately utilizing your opportunities, but you're burning them, and by burning them, it's whatever you're doing to seek comfort and immediate gratification. So when you're spending your time scrolling on social media, there's this whole concept of what's called the law of the harvest. What you plant, you reap. You just can't deny reality that if you're sitting around seeking short-term dopamine, seeking short-term comfort, this could be the food you eat, the behaviors you engage in, any forms of self-sabotage, it's because you're seeking short-term comfort. And the reason you're seeking short-term comfort is because you're not clear and connected to your future self. So instead, you're overly emphasizing the emotions of your current self and you're seeking short-term relief, which is pretty much burning your time. It's burning your opportunities. And over time, what happens is your body adapts to that. For example, you may have a coping mechanism of when you're stressed, you consume alcohol or you consume certain things or you just jump on social media. You develop habits such that every time one input occurs, you start to feel stress, you then numb that effect. And this is really what addiction is, but you essentially numb that effect and that becomes your coping mechanism. But over time, the thing that you're using to comfort yourself creates all sorts of additional problems to your future self. And so then what could have been doesn't be. And I'm saying this with a lot of compassion. We all have stresses. I have a lot of stresses and it's okay. This isn't about perfection. I mean, I've certainly made a lot of mistakes and my life is where it's at because of my good choices and my bad choices. I know that I've burned a lot of my great opportunities by seeking short-term comfort, by coping in unhealthy ways. And this is one of the essentially definitions of positive mental health is it's healthy coping and adapting 
to life situations. There are positive and there are negative ways to cope with stress and to cope with situations. We all go through, for example, trauma. We go through stress. There's complexity in the outside environment. And how you cope with those situations determines the quality of your mental health. If you cope with stress with short-term comforts that ultimately negatively impact over time your future self and create all sorts of problems for your future self, then that's going to, over time, create less mental and emotional health and well-being. There's a great book on this subject called Anti-Fragile. And in that book, he defines anti-fragile as the opposite of fragile. Things that are fragile when there is stress or pressure or, or volatility, fragile things break. For example, if I push a vase, a glass vase off the chair and onto the ground, it's probably going to break. That's fragile. And so things that are fragile over time are likely to break and get worse. That's entropy. But he describes a concept he calls anti-fragile, which is the opposite of fragile, which is different from simply being strong or resilient. Resilience is just the ability to handle stress or pressure. But anti-fragile is something much more. Anti-fragile is something that actually gets better with stress, with pressure, with volatility. He talks about, and he gives a lot of beautiful frameworks in that book. As an example, he talks about trading, for example, or investing. And he talks about how people who are positioned a certain way are anti-fragile. So for example, being pretty dang conservative and having lots of cash on hand and not being overly leveraged and not being in debt, as an example, such that when the market crashes, you can actually benefit from that. And that's the idea of being anti-fragile. That doesn't mean that you don't take risks. It just means that a big chunk of what you're doing, call it your base, your minimum standard, your floor is really high. And you're in a position where if things get rough, you actually can benefit from that and get better. That's the idea of anti-fragile. And one of the things he talks about with anti-fragility, becoming anti-fragile, is, is that the more things you add to a system or to a situation, the more complex it is and thus the more likely that it's going to be fragile over time. So for example, if you add various medications, and, and this obviously I'm not a doctor and so don't take this as like health advice and every situation is different, but by adding things to a situation, things become more complex. And overly, things that are overly complex over time are more likely to be overly fragile. Whereas if you take certain things away, taking things away is likely to make things more anti-fragile. So if you're going to remove sugar, as an example, then you're going to raise your floor and have a higher threshold such that if you're sick, as an example, you're more likely to turn that into something beneficial. So a lot of it's your mindset. A lot of it's just how you live your life. Your mindset, one of the key mindsets would be post-traumatic growth, that everything happens for you, not to you. And so if you have that kind of mindset, then you can take any experience and you can turn it to a benefit. Dan Sullivan and I wrote an entire book on that called The Gap and the Gain. Main idea here is, is, is that to become anti-fragile, meaning that you're going to increase and improve with time and also with volatility, with pressures, with stressors, you want to remove things. You also want to healthily adapt to situations. You want to learn how to cope with situations in more beneficial ways that will make you better over time, not worse. This is the battle between your present and your future self. This is one image that shows how people basically set their future selves up for disaster. They burn the resources that would have been the steps towards their future self. They burn those on short-term comforts, and they thus burn their brains. They burn their genetics. They burn their health. They burn their, their situations. They burn their time. And then because they're not making progress with their time, because they're not healthily adapting, they're ultimately becoming increasingly fragile over time, and they're setting them, themselves up for disaster. My name is Dr. Benjamin Hardy. I hope you enjoyed this. I hope you liked that picture. If you haven't done it yet, click the link down below. Go to Amazon or some other way. Please grab my book, 10X is Easier Than 2X. 
And if you've already read it, please leave a review. This book will blow your mind and teach you how a 10x psychology, thinking 10 times bigger, is all about quality, not quantity. So please grab the book. Please leave a review and have a good day. See you in the next video.